0: Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, episode 21, Words Kill, Words Give Life. I am Destiny Rambo-Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin with a quote from Tahara Mafi. Words, I think, are such unpredictable creatures. No gun, no sword, no army or king will ever be more powerful than a sentence. Swords may cut and kill, but words will stab and stay, burying themselves in our bones to become corpses we carry into the future all the time digging and failing to rip their skeletons from our flesh. That is so powerful and super intense. Um, I will never forget the first message my little brother Israel preached. Yes, preached. Um, If you know my brother now, you know him more as a film director, a music video director, and an animator. Um, And you would probably never realize that when he was little, the two things he wanted to be when he grew up were a preacher and an archaeologist. Not sure where the archaeologist came from. He was pretty into Indiana Jones. Maybe that's where that came from. But, anyways, I'll never forget he was probably seven, eight years old, and he boldly marched into my parents' room one day and said, I have a message that I want to teach. And for some reason, they let him get up on the stage and preach this message. Uh, He refused to tell anyone what he was going to talk about. Uh, Other than that, he really had something he wanted to say. Uh, My parents definitely showed their bravery in that moment. Um, We were right in the middle of this revival in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada, and... um, Oh my gosh, he was so cute. He had this brand new little suit um, that he begged my dad for. He wanted a real preacher suit uh, to go and share his message. in. And, and uh, he just looked so adorable. So the day that he was gonna preach his message, the ushers brought out this little box for him to stand on behind the pulpit so that he could stand up high enough that people could see him over the podium. And uh, he just looked so confident. He marched up there with his little Bible and laid it out. And uh, with just all the confidence of like a televangelist, he gets up there on his little box, he opens his Bible, and he looks out at the people and he says, Words kill or words give life. And then he proceeded to read Proverbs 18 out of the message translation in its entirety. Loners who care only for themselves spit on the common good. Fools care nothing for thoughtful discourse. All they do is run off at the mouth. When wickedness arrives, shame's not far behind. Contempt for life is contemptible. Many words rush along like rivers in a flood, but deep wisdom flows up from artesian springs. It's not right to go easy on the guilty or come down hard on the innocent. The words of a fool start fights. Do him a favor and gag him. Fools are undone by their big mouths. Their souls are crushed by their words. Listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you really want that junk in your belly? Slack habits and sloppy work are as bad as vandalism. God's name is a place of protection. Good people can run there and be safe. The rich think their wealth protects them. They imagine themselves safe behind it. Pride first, then the crash. But humility is a precursor to honor. Answering before listening is both stupid and rude. A healthy spirit conquers adversity, but what can you do when the spirit is crushed? Wise men and women are always learning, always listening for fresh insights. A gift gets attention. It buys the attention of eminent people. The first speech in a court case is always convincing until the cross-examination starts. You may have to draw straws when faced with a tough decision. You a favor and win a friend forever nothing can untie that bond words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach good talk is as gratifying as a good harvest words kill words give life they're either poison or fruit you choose find a good spouse you find a good life and even more the favor of God The poor speak in soft supplications. The rich bark out answers. Friends come and friends go, but a true friend sticks by you like family. Israel took a deep breath after almost circular breathing to get all of those words out. Then he took a long look at the congregation, nodded and said, words kill, words give life. Think about that for a while. Then he slammed the podium, closed his Bible, jumped off his box and walked off the stage. No additional thoughts, just the scripture. And I guess you could call that a closing. Um, It took the people a minute to realize that he was done before they uh, applauded. And um, it was just, it was really precious. Um, All these years later, as simple as my brother's childhood sermon was, I still remember that phrase, words kill, words give life. My husband, Joel, and I have a rule in our home. No teasing. We were both bullied as children and those encounters left lasting scars that we both have worked very hard to heal from and overcome. We made a pact with each other, even before we were married, that we would never find a way to tease or taunt each other in the name of humor. There are times we've been hanging out with other couples and they start poking fun of each other, trying to be humorous and I will grab Joel's hand or his leg under the table so tight trying not to let my cringiness show. I have never understood the kind of uh, playful banter of that kind uh, because somewhere deep down I feel like these alleged jokes are rooted in some kind of truth. What's even worse is hearing how some people talk to their kids, calling them stupid idiots or speaking to them like they've ruined their lives or something and are nothing but a nuisance. I once saw a woman in the Green Hills Mall in Nashville during Christmas time grab her kid who can't have been more than two or three years old, by the ear and call him an ungrateful horror and then throw him down on the ground as he started tearing up, telling her that his new shoes were hurting his feet and it hurt him to walk. He was crying because he was in pain and this woman lost her mind. Every vein in her forehead bulged and it was like she went from zero to seeing red in a matter of seconds. I was standing there so shocked, like I didn't know if I should say something or just leave it alone. Um, But this elderly mama walked over and grabbed the woman and like pulled her away from the kid and said, mama, you need to go sit down a second and get your mind right, I'll watch him. And shockingly, the woman listened to the lady and just walked over to a bench nearby and just sat there and took the biggest sigh. And that sweet mama who intervened, she scooped up the kid and just rocked him while he was crying until he stopped crying. An ungrateful horror? If that's what that child was being called in public, I can only imagine what he must've been being called at home. And to take it a step further, it makes me wonder, what that mother might have been called during her upbringing that allowed her to think that that kind of communication was normal. In a previous musing called Tuning the Atmosphere, we talked about what our words do to the air around us. Are they lifting up a sweet fragrance that fills our homes and our relationships with the clean air that divine can breathe in? Or are we spewing negative smog into the air that corrodes the spiritual and physical lungs of those around us. Proverbs 18 takes it as far as to say that our words have the power to actually kill. Verse 20 and 21 out of the King James Version says, "'A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled.'" Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. When I think about that mother calling her son an ungrateful horror, did she kill him as in take his life literally? No, but something inside of him had to have died. Perhaps even just the belief that he's special or good When we as partners in marriages tease each other over things that on the surface appear to be just jokes, they actually are killing pieces of our spouses like their confidence or even their trust. We could take it even further and talk about gossip. When we point words of hatred towards those who aren't even there to defend themselves, it's like sending silent arrows straight for their soul that they never saw coming. On top of that, it kills any sense of righteousness or wholeness in the relationship with the person we are gossiping with. And for those of us uh, Southern church folk out there who are using that I'm just telling you this so you know how to pray excuse. Uh, Let's hang that up, shall we? If a person needs their business out there so people know how to pray, they will tell us or they'll put a prayer request out on the church bulletin or something. Let's just stop and actually pray for the person instead of spreading gossip in the name of a prayer request. It's never fun when you're on the receiving end of those killing words. In fact, it often takes years for resurrection and healing to come after that kind of damage has been inflicted. The world around us is a scary enough place without us throwing weapons at each other in our own homes. If you are in a place of learning the power of your words. If you need the help of divine to redirect your tongue to bring life instead of death, then why don't we pray this prayer together? Divine creator, you sent your son Jesus to show us how to bring the living water to the ones we love meet us in our frailties and help us to follow in his footsteps and to lay down the weapons of our tongues we repent for using our words as a weapon against your beloveds and ask for resurrection to come where these weapons have brought death and destruction teach us to speak with words that echo the heart of heaven that bring healing truth and light We ask that you would go as far as to put a spiritual bridle on our tongues as we retrain it how to speak and to lay down the voice of death once and for all. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with a quote from author Patrick Rothfuss. Words are pale shadows of forgotten names. As names have power, words have power. Words can light fires in the minds of men. Words can wring tears from the hardest hearts. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at Facebook.com forward slash Destiny Makes Music or on Instagram and Twitter at DesRamboMusic.